0: Hi everybody i'm taylor onion and this is power the journey we are powered by game plan with a focus on e-learning career and mentorship services and data-driven feedback game plan is the only all-in-one platform for total athlete development on and off the field partnered with over 300 athletic organizations at various levels game plan is uniquely positioned to guide high school college and professional athletes through 100 of their journeys For more information, visit GamePlan at WeAreGamePlan.com. That's WeAreGamePlan.com. All right, as I mentioned, I am your host, Taylor Onion, and we spend time talking to folks in all aspects of athletics, from administrators to some of our content partners and beyond. And today's guests, Dr. Janelle Wells and Dr. Doreen McCauley, are both joining us from WellsQuest, which is a consulting firm that empowers leaders to foster an innovative workplace that is proactive, measurement-based, and conscientious. Dr. Wells also serves as an associate professor in the USF Vinnick Sport and Entertainment Management Program within the School of Marketing and Innovation. And Dr. McCauley is an instructor for USF School of Information Systems and Management. Uh, teaching organizational behavior analysis and strategic management. Dr. Wells, Dr. McCauley, welcome. How are you?
1: Well, oh, thank you. First and foremost, um, thank you for the invitation, you know, and thank you to Gameplan for having us. And it's a pleasure to be here with my business partner, um,
0: Dr. McCauley. We're doing well. It's a great time. Couldn't be more timely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as the podcast is titled Power the Journey, we usually kick things off by having guests tell us a little bit about their journey to date. So in the, uh, We'll do the the sixty second version of your journey to date, which is a quick one. I realize, Uh, but Dr. Wells, we'll we'll start with you.
1: Yes. So Taylor, I would say really since the age of four, you know, um, sport has been a tool that I've leveraged throughout my life. Like obviously, we learn great skills, whether it's teamwork, win losing, how to practice, how to have discipline. Went on. um, It helped pay for school. I played collegiately. I coached collegiately. So sport was a tool for helping pay to. For my schooling sport was also a tool for me to travel the world uh, whether that is currently with my graduate students um, and or with my family Uh, it's also been a tool for the research that i've done you know um, whether it was in talent development also the gender equity and whether i the impetus was some of the things that i faced personally early in my career um, whether that was as an athlete or a coach and how can i help make this industry better um, and then I'd say it's been a tool in practice. So this evolution of how do I put this practice, um, how do I put this research into practice? And so getting into Wells Quest and helping organizations do this, you know, and it really helped with our founding partners at VINIC program or the Tampa Bay Lightning with the NHL. And I was able to really work with their HR department and focus and so we could really bridge and be those bridge builders between the scholarship and practice. And so that kind of brings me to today. And then Dr. McCauley, what about you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you, uh, Dr. Wells. So, um, yeah, so I actually started off in the you know science degree with psychology. I was going to be a psychologist, uh, but then I got the the bug to get into business. That's where I really kind of felt my passion lied. So I went into international business actually, and I studied over uh, in Beijing. Was where I studied, and I did my uh, my degree was out of Canada, but Beijing was my uh, country of study. Um, And then after that, I went into the uh, hospitality and tourism industry. So I went into the hotel industry specifically, uh, did the HR thing there. So I was a training manager originally and an HR manager. Uh, But then I wanted to get back into academia. I was uh, not enjoying the fact that there was all these things that were happening around me and no one really knew why we did them. We just did them because that's the way we always did them, right? And so I was like, well, there's got to be better ways, right? We got to figure this out. So that took me back to academia. Um, and then I got uh, my PhD uh, is actually in business administration, but HR is my focus. Um, and then that took me to uh, USF. So I started teaching USF uh, a while ago, but 10 years ago now. Um, and so I've uh, really enjoyed that I teach in the areas of management, I do executive leadership, I do strategy, there's a lot of uh, kind of things that we do. And I do it at the undergraduate, uh, graduate and then executive level as well. So, um, so we Working together, uh, you know, Dr. Wells and I kind of seen the synergies between us. And and so then we started to uh, partner and working outside, trying to go back, you know, to industry, you know, after I've kind of studied it and say, okay, how can we take what we do know and actually apply it in the workplace? So, yeah. yeah.
0: That's That's awesome. So there's a ton of crossover there, obviously, from from an academia and from a higher education standpoint. I'm curious to know how uh, at one point, and maybe this evolution is kind of obvious to to listeners in general, but how did you move from, you know, kind of the the higher education space, whether it was, you know, being in coaching, being, you know, teaching all those kind of things into actually founding WellsQuest and deciding, okay, we need to have this, you know, consulting firm to, to be able to, you know, step it up as far as impact.
1: Yeah. Well, Taylor, I would say is that first we know like sport is so progressive, right? It really has this commercialized, it has a platform, right? That can amplify um, the product on the field, let's say, or the pitch or the ice or court. However, at times behind the scenes on that business side, um, what customers and consumers might not see is that business side. And there were some challenges there. And so it is outdated. And so with um, our partnership as an academia, when we were brought in with this founding partner with the Tampa Bay lightning we were able to work with the discipline of HR and help them be better, you know, and they were willing and open to that. And so, and it wasn't just them, like what ended up happening is this industry is very small. Right. And so like, Oh, well, we're working with Dr. Wells. And so then someone else would ask you to do a workshop or do a talk, you know, or what tools do you have? And so that evolution just started to continue to happen. And, you know, you have to mind like what economies to scales do you have, you know, or what blind spots don't you have, you know, and so this is why the the next evolution was growing the business and partnering um, with Dr. Macaulay and saying like, okay, especially with her HR background, um, like more of organizational behavior too, but then marrying this way. And it's not just sport. So now we aren't just in the sport industry, right? Because these challenges are industry challenges and organizational challenges, right? And talent now more than ever has a platform, um, knows what they're walking into, has these glass doors, right? So knows reviews. And so it's been this constant evolution with Wells Quest, which is great to think of where we come from since 2015, 2016, you know, in just short, six short years, you know, but I am even more excited for where we're going. Like essentially it comes back to how are we reinvesting in people to empower them, right? For the work that matters. And it doesn't, whatever industry that that might be.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's uh I, I want to come back and, and touch on some of the organizational behavior uh with you, Dr. Macaulay, in just a second. But first I want to kind of dive into uh this idea of of you know helping uh develop staff and helping Really, it is organizational behavior, right? And impacting that as far as culture goes. But Dr. Wells, we had you on our webinar last month uh, to talk specifically about professional development and staff retention and the link between the two of those. How important is that link between those two things, especially now? You you Mm -hmm. mentioned, you know, being 2015, 2016, the launch, obviously a lot has happened in the world since then. So how important is that link right now? Yeah, it's imperative. It's imperative
1: to your bottom line and not just financial bottom line cultural social environmental um because it all comes back to our people right and so much has changed particularly in the last 3 years right um since the pandemic and I say that 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 has really all these challenges were there before but the pandemic magnified or amplified these right and made a lot of people be more introspective like what do i want out of my life mm-hmm. right and what does this mean for my work and for my life whether it's integration negotiation balance we all know There's no balance, right? Um, And so I think it is an imperative link, right? Because people want to know the why, what is my purpose in this organization, right? And how am I growing not just as as the the professional, Janelle, but how am I growing as this person, Janelle? And if what we saw is we've seen this intersection really of technology and community, right? And we're really at, I say it's a tipping point, but it's kind of been a really long tipping point. (laughs) It has happened. It has new creative names. Yes, like we we hear the great regulation. We hear this quiet quitting. But they are the same. And and Dr. McCullough and I were just talking about this um, in some of our strategic planning and and discussions, is that these names have been there. These are fundamental managerial or leadership and organizational behavior challenges that have been facing faced organizations forever. Is it different because our technology is faster, more efficient, ever evolving? Yes, right? But now our employees are more educated than ever. They're more connected. And it's not just because they might not be in, in person in that office, but they are connected. It might be their metaverse, you know, but they're also to, to say reviews of the organizations and how they're really treated in this organization instead of just the person in my office, knowing what the culture's like, Now there's platforms that I can talk about this culture. You know, I could talk about the pay, you know, like salary transparency, you know. And so I think it is a long tipping point. You know, I think it's an overdue tipping point that we have to invest in our people. And with those people, they all affect the bottom
0: line. Absolutely. That the, your comment about the tipping point, and maybe that's not the right phrase. I'm thinking of a boiling point, right? Because everything really has been in the pot from the beginning, but the heat just keeps getting turned up, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so as, as promised, Dr. McCauley, I want to come back to you. So your research has focused a lot on organizational behavior. Mm-hmm. How can understanding behavior help organizations to build better workplaces?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Yeah, it's a you know with organizational behavior when when we're looking at it, when we're teaching it, when we're studying it, it's really this this connection, right? So you have people in your workplace. Those people have relationships within that workplace, and then those you know, those relationships have to function within a structure, right? And so so behavior kind of goes through all of that, right? And you really to be able to have an effective organization that is able to sustain itself to have that competitive advantage that you want to be successful you need to be able to find the way to make all of those things work well, right? You know, I think it was Drucker who said, you know, um, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Well, there's a reason why that's true, right? It's because, you know, you really do have to understand the value of your people, right? If you want an organization, you want a department, you want anything to be successful, you need to first look at how am I going to be able to best serve the people here so that they can do the job to please our clients? Like that's really the mentality that, you know, at Wells Quest, we try to do is help organizations see this. So through organizational behavior, individual behavior, that relationship behavior, and then the actual behavior of the overall structure and, and what that structure kind of infuses into behavior, because the structure you operate within really impacts it, right? That context really impacts the way you behave in any given situation. And so that's what we're trying to say, okay, we know something about this. And this is how you can do it better as a manager, or even just as a colleague, how can you create this environment that people want to come to work, they want to do their job, they want to excel at what they do. And that just makes it better for everyone, right? So yeah, so that's kind of how we try to weave it in.
0: I think exactly what you just described is, I don't know if it's fair to say a major issue, but that's what I'm going to call it within athletic departments specifically, right? Where, you know, with some, I think with some um, corporate organizations, these things have been, you know, maybe hashed out on a higher level, but sport really started operating in higher education. And then somewhere along the way, made the move over to, oh, we're now a business and we're going to operate like that. And so I think a lot of times some of that organizational behavior and just some of those organizational tendencies and how things, how individuals operate, how the department like marketing versus fundraising and how those all come together under this one big roof to function is really when you think about it, and especially you know if you're if you're outside of it, you're probably looking at it and thinking, what the heck is happening here? How can all of these things you know work in tandem and work cohesively? Um, and we announced uh, almost a month ago the the launch of our professional development suite for staff. Mm-hmm. Y'all are coming on as key subject matter experts for that suite, which we're very excited about. Um, and so let's take a little bit of time to to talk more about that. So the first question I have there is why is the the partnership you know between Game Plan and, and Well quest. Why is that one that made sense from y'all's perspective?
1: So I I would say really uh, the timing, the relevancy of it, um, meeting people where they are. Right. Um, Also a big thing that Dr. McCall and I actually have been doing research on is this idea of gamified learning. Right. And what, what our research has already shown in this area is that number one, individuals are more engaged you want to be engaged in the learning you want to want to do this right you want to be a part of this um, and that's already an essence of sports really too right you want to be a part of this but also not just that engagement what it did is also showed is that we're quicker to our knowledge retention. Um, so while yes there's many micro learnings we can go into a class and we can have one person come in um and they might have a baseline of the similar knowledge retention right so we're all going to have foundational knowledge however with some of this gamified learning that we have, being accessible on a mobile app, on a desktop, meeting people where they are, right? We can learn that knowledge quicker and faster, right? And so it is a no-brainer for us, right, for this partnership and to marry what our expertise might be in the subject area of what we've studied for 15, 20 years plus, we won't give away our ages, right? But what we've been researching, you know, and to where people who are in the field and these digital developers, right, to to speak to the people where they are so that they can learn it and they can have access to this information at all times, not just when they're sitting at the desk or not just when they're out in the field, like they always have access to it. So I think those are a few of the reasons why I think this is a great partnership to have.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, we, we spoke about it in, in uh, Vegas at the, at the NACTA conference and you know, I, I, you might remember me saying that I don't know why I didn't think of this. I don't know why this didn't occur to me earlier. So we're excited to, like I said, to, to have y'all on board. Um, I want to ask, the next thing I want to ask is, and we've touched on some different aspects of this, but how important specifically is professional development for athletic staff right now?
1: Yeah. Um, And I'll, I'll stand on that one too, as being, The collegiate athlete being um, the collegiate coach, also being married to someone that works on the administrative side, and then studying a lot of things in collegiate sports is that it's absolutely imperative, right? For professional development. Um, And I've always said this, we've had many conversations with those that are particularly working in the field, particularly on the student athlete enhancement side is that we're so focused on, um, the student's experience, right. And making sure that we're developing the students. And then I always would ask the question, well, who's developing the people that are developing the students. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes, sometimes what we forget, and we do have to take ownership in our own learning journey that, that should never stop. Right. Um, and I think it's. Now people are realizing this, whether it's my engagements, right. Or how am I growing, you know, not just as a person, but as a professional, you know, and right now, you know, um, Many professions, but particularly sports, sport has has rested on their laurels for a long time, right? Because we're a sport and you know people want to come in for us. And there's a thousand people waiting in line because I want to be a part of this team. But you also have to value me. Right. You have to nurture my development. All those things are also important for the individual. And so we really have to nurture our staff as well. Right. We, we are humans first. Um, and I think it's like if we're missing them, then we're that connection to our students and making sure that they have. A wonderful experience as a student isn't going to happen, right? Or it's going to show um, the the tension's going to show there. Um, the attrition rate is high, right? There, there will be there will be pain points that we won't notice and that and that we have actually seen happening in the industry right now, particularly in sports. So it's been a wake up call. It has been a wake up call. Um, so get ahead of it, right? And, and show the dish and show the investment that you're making in the people.
0: Absolutely. So, And speaking of making an investment in the people, so we're working to outline courses right now, some new content um, for the program I mentioned earlier, the professional development suite for staff. Uh, Dr. McCauley, if you had to encapsulate the, the curriculum that you're working on for that in just a few words, what might you say?
2: Um, so we're trying to take some of the Basic concepts that are going to make anyone a better manager and make them accessible and help you uh, walk away with tools. So, you know, we're looking at uh, specifically emotional intelligence, looking at communication, and we're looking at identity. And how are these concepts really? Tool that you need to have in your toolkit as a manager to really help you take your ability to interact with and to engage your staff to the next level, right? And that's really what we want to do. So, you know, um, I guess to do it in a few words is just to say we're trying to provide um, accessible tools. For people to be better managers Um, and I really do think that with your platform and this engaging environment uh, that the the information transfer is going to be something really exciting for people to to be part of so it's gonna be great.
0: I'm just you just got my wheels spinning a little bit there accessible tools we might have to, to add that on as a as a game plan tagline or a professional development suite tagline I like that absolutely, a
2: lot absolutely absolutely well but it is it's great to be able to have people understand the value of their people and that you know and their are all learning environment you know because that's the great thing about the courses that you've put together they're they're tools that are going to help me be a better employee but they're also tools that are going to help me be a better person so whether that's with my partner whether that's with my you know what I mean the I interact with the community, whatever, these are things that are going to help you. And and that's, what's really great about the suite that you're putting together. Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, we
0: are excited about it. The last question that I have on the suite is to ask if there's, you know, one thing or, or maybe, um, uh, maybe, uh, like a cup of things that you would like for administrators who participate to take away from the suite and from, from your content specifically, what would that be?
2: Um, I'm going to say if I can go first, I guess, with with that response is that I'm hoping that they will put the human back into understanding their human resources, because we 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 have amazing people who work with us, amazing people around us. But if we don't engage them, we don't make them feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves, then then we've lost them. Right. And that's where we can create these cultures. And so that's what this suite is. It's going to be able to give you. The things you need to be able to say, oh, you know what? This maybe in my culture is not great, or maybe this is not the right way to behave and mm-hmm. and engage with my people. And like, how am I going to be able to make this environment where everyone feels included, everyone has a voice, and then we all succeed as a result of it? So that's what hopefully will come from it. I love it, Dr. Wells. Anything to add? I, I think it, she said it beautifully. In
1: short, I think we have a hashtag that talks about like beat yesterday, every day. So mm-hmm. seize this opportunity. If there's one thing. Right, that is going to make you better at your job. In society,
0: seize that op- that opportunity. Absolutely, I love it. Okay, so last couple things here. Um, what is the next big thing that is happening at Wells Quest? If I can, if you can reveal it. <laughs> Ooh. Noreen, you want to start with one?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah,
2: so we do have some exciting things happening. So we're really kind of excited. That's why. So we have uh, kind of two things that we'll share with you today. Uh, The first one is that uh, Dr. Wells and I are working on a book together. Um, It's been great uh, to do uh, this book in in a co-authorship environment. So it's really kind of neat. We're looking at invisible work, right? And so what are all those things that people do at work that don't get recognized? And then how can we help bring those things to light, right? So kind of that idea of bringing the human back into the workplace, we're trying to say, what are the things that we overlook that we need that, you know, they are actually there to help us be successful, but that we overlook and how can we give voice to that? So that's the the one big thing we're looking at. And then the other one is that we're really trying to, um, we're going to be launching it soon. So we're really excited about this, uh, creating a community for managers that are in that middle level of the organization, you know, the ones that are dealing with the pressure of having to uh, work with the people in higher administration, but then as well, you know, having their own uh, kind of reports to to work with. And so it's kind of like, you know, you're dealing with that pressure in the middle is kind of where we're looking at and And how can we, create a community of people from a variety of different industries to kind of help one another and to you know, uh, have a membership kind of program is what we're looking at, where people are going to be able to uh, find other like minds and be able to share their experiences, but then as well learn a little bit along the way. So, so those kind of two things are, are kind of on the uh, horizon for us right now, and we're really excited about it. Awesome. Well, that sounds super exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: Okay. Last one. This is for each of you to answer here. So if you could turn back the dial and talk to your 18 year old self, what might you say?
2: Mm -hmm. Dr. Wills, go
1: ahead. I would, I would say Janelle, Janelle. (laughs) Um, take more risks. Like you're 18, take more risks, right? And be willing to make mistakes because today what I say, if you've learned from it, it's not a mistake. There was a lesson in everything. And I think it took me into my mid thirties to realize that, um, one other one would be to myself personally would be to sometimes ask for forgiveness instead of permission, you know, be a little bit bolder with my choices. Then, um, I am now, but it took me turning into my forties to be bolder, right. To do that. But I just, I'm a big believer. Like I said, my second one was there's a lesson, in everything that you do.
2: I like it. hmm And so for me, I think, you know, my big thing if I was to talk to myself at 18 would be to trust myself more. Right. Okay. Uh, to trust in the fact that you have abilities, uh, trust in the fact that, you know, what you have accomplished is great and to uh, not to hide yourself. Right. So I think a lot of times we get this idea that we're not good enough or in whatever environment that we choose to put ourselves. Um, but you're there for a reason. Right. And so to trust yourself and and what you're doing, um, that probably would be the biggest one for me. Uh, I think uh, people don't do that enough.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I love both of those answers. Uh, Well, thank you both so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to to join us today. It was awesome to hear more about all the great things that you have done, all the great things you're doing, and and to talk a little bit more about our partnership uh, together with you. So thanks again for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. All right. If you enjoyed our conversation today, please let us know. You can like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can check back in next week as we interview another industry leader. And don't forget, your journey has power.